1: So Jeff Hurst, the trailer and Billy Bonds,
0: a Paolo de West a Western United. More than just a podcast. More than just a podcast. Good morning. Good evening. Or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Uh, this is our second recording of the night. Actually, it's international break. So still still, we're going to count it as an episode. It's uh, Season 9, Episode 12. Although we've just recorded Episode 11 uh, talking about um, Crystal Palace. Um, but so we didn't bore John and George to death um, talking about ticketing. We thought we'd do a separate podcast because it, it's created a lot of interest, the ticketing subgroup that um, – Nigel and I attended, and if you don't know about it, um, the official supporters group, uh, the West Ham official supporters group by the club, of which I'm a member, had a ticketing subgroup last Wednesday. Uh, Five members of the OSB joined. Myself, I was the chair. Um, We had uh, uh, Trevor, from uh, who supports, uh, who um, represent disabled people. We had David Baker, who's the chair of the OSB. We We had... We had Alex, who uh, uh, represents Claret members, um, and who am I forgetting, uh, or is that, that's it for the OSB members. And then we had uh, five invited uh, non-members, and each of those non-members had previously applied uh, to be on the OSB. Um, Look, I'm, I'm, one of them is the away season tick holder. It's not It's not my job to say their names, et cetera, so they haven't given me the permission. One of them Nigel, and he, he'd already come out on that. Uh, so one away season tick holder. But a, a three of the five had high points. So two of them had over 20 points in priority points and were season tick holders. And Nigel, you've got quite a few points yourself, although I know you don't want to say how many you've got. Um, a lot was said about this meeting. Um, in the run-up to the meeting, I was asked to postpone the meeting. The club was under pressure. I had – there were some stories from Wieser suggesting that, you know, the meeting was going to try and abolish uh, away season ticket holders completely or abolish priority points, which was just rubbish. Um, that was followed up with some stuff on, on KUMB and on social media. And I, I spent the week beforehand um, – getting messages both via email, um, talking to people on the phone and uh, receiving direct messages and public messages on social media telling me to postpone the meeting and that uh, I couldn't abolish away season ticket holders, etc. Most of this was fancy, I must add. You know, I'm told the rumour started at Bournemouth uh, and the rumour went round that, there was a plan to abolish season ticket holders. Well, news to me, news to the club. Um, and look, I'm, I'm not on the point fingers of where this all started, um, but some people have got more to gain than others. And I, I I'm not in the the game of name calling. So let's, let's talk about what really did happen at the meeting. Nigel, you were there. Um, well, so I start by saying, actually, I, I've,
1: about how I think it all started and what it stems from, and Go on then. perhaps I'm a bit culpable. Um, I was invited, as I had applied for the OSAB. Uh, my application was turned down, uh, as I suspected it would be, because on Your my name was taken off. Yeah, my, as a, because as my application, I can, I've got photographs of my application approved, where I, I criticised the club, criticised the OSB. And said, What fans want is the truth. And if you give them the truth, then while you may be criticized for it, at least it's the truth and fans know what's really going on.
0: Well, so Trevor and,
1: and Carlton Cole must not have liked that then. Well, perhaps not. But anyway, I didn't expect to get on writing what I did, but I, you know, yeah. I stood by it. So then, you know, I get invited as an ex uh, application person. Thought it'd be, you know, Fun to attend one more, you know. I'm I'm trying not to to get involved, but ticketing, I've got a good knowledge of how ticketing works and how to play the system because I'll openly admit people, believe me, in the past, I played the system very well. And that's why I've got a good wealth of knowledge on how ticketing works. don't play the system no more, but perhaps that's age. But when I was younger, I did beat West Ham many a time. So to turn gamekeeper, whatever you want to throw at me. But when I go to these things, I do take them seriously. I realise I'm going there. Not I'm not representing, I'm not saying, oh, I'm going to represent fans, but I feel the need to communicate with fans to hear as many, uh, get as much feedback from fans as possible. You know, you there's a lot of people on the OSAB that you never hear from. And I don't like that. You you always say what's going on, Sean. Dave Baker, for his sins, he goes about it a different way, but he's always public. You don't hear from other people. And and that's not me, because I think if you're going in there, you've got to engage with the people. I did that the way I always do it now, which is through my West Ham Till I Die column. So I asked for um, people to give me the feedback on away tickets we got to understand the, the, the way – and my, my article focused primarily on away tickets because that's what I thought was the big upsetting thing, even though the meeting was about all ticketing. Now, mm. in that – after that article, in the comment section, a few people said about scrapping the away season tickets because they felt in, – In comments, just in to the clear, comments that's section, In the comments in the, section. in the comments section. Of which – of which there are over one thousand one hundred and something. Well, anyway, in the comment section, you know, there was a few people that said about scrapping away season tickets. You know, basically, what they're saying is that everybody that goes away at the moment gets a priority point. So they would, at the end of the season, they'd, if they've gone every game, they've got twenty-eight priority points or whatever you would have. So then they would start the next season without a season ticket, but on highest priority points, so they get first dibs anyway. So quite what that would achieve, I'm not sure. It's nothing that I would um, support in any shape or form. Uh, I haven't got an away season ticket. I wouldn't apply for a away season ticket because I can't do every away game at all. But I, I, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that I knew was away season tickets, and they are. They live, breathe, and die West Ham. So quite mm-hmm. why you would want to penalise them or people thought, we would want to penalise them. I don't get. In my opinion, they put two and two together, got suspicious because it was the, the OSB and they, you know, for whatever reason thought that we were going to take these comments, walk into a meeting and go, Oh, the West Ham fans think you've got to scrap away season tickets. That was never, ever going to happen. was never on the cards or whatsoever. Um, but then it spiralled from there. And, of course, you know, Wissah jumped on the bandwagon. Amers United, questions were asked on there. And no matter how many times I told them, look, this is wrong. It's not true. Whatever. You know, oh, you're just a club stooge. You're part of it now. You know, I had all that labelled at me, you know. And and I, I had someone said, well, you know, you want to scrap away season tickets. And so I just pointed him in my article and say, show me where it says it. Because yeah. nowhere have I said that. But Chinese whispers, it all starts. It was the topic of yeah. conversation at Bournemouth. And hence we got a load of stick on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday.
0: And and just to be clear, and I, I put this on social media, you know, I also respect the away fans. The way season ticket holders do the hard miles, I, for my sins, won a ballot to go to Aston Villa, which I got a lot of grief at, right? On a Monday night, I left work at four o'clock. I didn't get there. It took me three and a half hours to get there. This is just Villa in the Midlands, right? When I left there, it took me half an hour to walk back to my car. I was stuck in the car park for another half an hour and three hours to get home, which meant I didn't get home to half one in the morning. Now, that was just one time I've done a midweek or, or beginning of week to, to the Midlands. You know, fair play to the people who are doing Newcastle or Manchester midweek. You know, the, the commitment they put in is is to be respected. And everyone admires our away army. Why would the club or anyone else want to deny the away season ticket holders all the other clubs, all the other supporters of our away support, you know, we don't, well, I certainly don't, and I'm sure most of the club wouldn't, would turn it into a sterile atmosphere where it's just corporate or newbies that, that you know, go to one game. I think it is fair that there is some chance to get a ticket via ballot, and not everybody agrees with that, and, and we're going to talk about Some discussions we had at the meeting a little bit later to make it it a little bit fairer. But the problem is this is not just about the ballot, and and we'll break down in a minute how a a way season allocation goes, but there's lots of people. There's bondholders. There is corporate. There is players. There is staff. There is disabled people. There is the ballot. There's priority point holders. They're all one. And the problem is... Um, demand is outstripping supply and when demand outstrips supply it becomes a very emotive subject and people get very upset when they miss out and the problem is there's just not enough tickets to go around so you've got to upset somebody um, but I don't think there is any plan to upset away season ticket holders or people who've earned the points I've only got seven points and I've, I've been on record on this I'm quite protective of those seven points as well you know I've not got freebies from the clubs that some people have suggested that they hand them out on the OSB. I've earned them by going to cup games and and, and more recently one-on-two ballots. I don't get handouts. I go the legal way. I don't buy them, you know, on the black market or second-user market. I do it the correct way and I don't get free tickets. And uh, And it's taken me a while just to build up seven points. You know, I, lost, I built some up the year before and lost them again. You know, it's you always got to keep it up um i would like to go to more away games i used to before the 30 pound cap came in with john and george used to go to nearly every london we'd go to palace and we'd go to chelsea and we'd go to arsenal uh we'd go to spurs away we'd go to when obviously when watford were in in watford um and you know south coast brighton etc when we could get the tickets, we'd go anywhere in the South. And then once or twice a year, we'll go up North. We'd either go to Liverpool or Everton or Manchester United. And we took it in terms of having a one or two Northern away things. But, you know, you get family. It's, it's more difficult to go every week. You know, it's very costly. And and you, you get frozen out of the system really quickly. And, and you know, I'd like to go to Palace and Chelsea and everything every every year, and I and I can't. I just don't have the points anymore. And, and like we said on the last podcast, even Everton, right? Everton is not a very desirable game usually to go to away. It sold out to eleven priority points, um, which meant that I would again, if I wanted to, because I've only got seven points, I would have to go in the ballot if I wanted a ticket for for Everton, um. So you're never going to keep everybody happy. I I know I spoke to one away season to go, it's unfair to name him, but we spoke uh, for quite a long time, in fact, over 45 minutes, um, and we didn't see eye to eye. um, And, you know, he wanted me to meet him at Everton uh, uh, and and other people. um, And and he asked me to postpone the meeting and said, you need to do a paper, paper questionnaire. Uh, for all away season ticket holders. And I said, look, we don't have a problem engaging with any group of people, including away season ticket holders. But one of our problems on the OSB is actually engaging in the first place. The the questionnaire was designed by myself. It was run by myself, no one else. The club didn't give me the questions or anything else. I used it a way to try and engage for the subgroup to get some feedback for the club It was answered by 450 people. I've published the results. There was 129 or 128 extra comments, which was shared with the club in full, no editing. And in addition to that, there were around about 4,500 words on about 15 emails that was also shared. And that includes an email from Hammers United and from the individual away season ticket holder. Anything anyone sent to the OSB or myself was shared with the OSB group the day before. You can testify to this, yeah, Nigel? Yep. Yeah. No editing. If people were using adjectives and swear words or calling us this and that and making accusations, the club got it all, didn't they? And and all the members. And read it. it all, apparently. And read it all, yeah. The head of ticketing, by the way, Nicola K. Key, Kay, um, came in and she'd done analysis on all the all the comments so she she'd spent the whole day reading all the comments um but anyway let's let's talk about the meeting nigel and i'm I'm keen to hear yours we we had the meeting in in the captain's lounge i didn't even know mark noble had a lounge very nice it is too as well um yeah it's a a, a bit of like a it's proper lounge isn't it with sofas and tvs and a nice little fridge. fridge for beers yeah um And I said ten members. um, Head of ticketing, Nicola, who who, who came from Aston Villa, uh, Brummy, who who used to run uh, actually a season ticket holder for Aston Villa, um, big Aston Villa fan, but also ran Aston Villa's ticketing. Um, And then you had the head of communications, Simon. uh, You had uh, people from the supporters' uh, services uh who who run things and uh and, and someone from marketing there um it was quite informal. We had an hour and a half so if if you think that we've spent ages, we had ninety minutes to get through an agenda um nine and that started, items on that agenda nine items, yeah, so we only have five minutes to discuss things and if if people people don't understand how the o s b works you know. It's not like we all sit there and put a vote up and go, I vote to change the priority vote system. I change to vote this. You know, it doesn't do that. We give the club feedback and they go back and they they come back to us with what can be done and what can't be done. It's a, it's a feedback session. So, you know, as part of that feedback session, uh, you know, you don't go away with the club committing to do anything at the end of the day. But because I knew there was so much interest in this meeting usually they're not minuted because they're sub meetings usually no reports are coming out but because there was so much uh interest on that i did ask for it to be uh for a report to come out and within 24 hours it came out now the first thing i'm gonna ask you nigel is was that a fair re- was the report a fair reflection of the meeting i mean it was a brief
1: reflection of the meeting
0: and it's over a thousand words yeah, but some,
1: well the problem is people read that and what they do is instead of looking at what it says they look for what it does not say, and then they assume because it's not written down that it wasn't discussed yeah and, and that's the problem that i took out of it you know i took a lot of stick Which surprised me, to be fair, which it shouldn't have surprised me, though. (laughs) But then again, you know, I took a lot of stick from people that knew me as well. Or I felt I took stick from people that knew me. And I I couldn't figure out why um, they were coming up with what they were coming up with, to be honest. Um, I've I've made a lot of notes, which I've got with me. So the first topic was, fun enough, away
0: tickets. Well, we, we we first did the performance of the oh, ticket yeah, office from the restaurant. survey, which yeah. sixty-one percent said excellent or good. And I think the ticket office try and do as best job they can. Ticketmaster less good. They did mention, just before we do away tickets, Ticketmaster had a problem when they upgraded their software and they cocked up the ballot for both. Um, Watford and Brighton had to redo them. Apparently they've learned something from that. There's a new software release coming soon. And and they said this in the update, they plan and I've wanted this for a long time, having two kids season tickets. They're going to introduce a feature to allow you to upgrade, um, concessions. So if you have a junior ticket or you have an over 65 ticket, you're able to move that to an adult ticket. Um, uh by Christmas, so I don't know which game it will be. It might even be for um shefford United, but when you want to upgrade tickets instead of ringing the ticket office, you'll be able to do it online and what she did share with us is eighty percent of all transactions are now done online, and only twenty percent is that da- now done on the phone, and I think they want to increase that. so I welcome that because for someone who does upgrade a few times they children's tickets when I have got the children that weekend. I update them for adults. It'll be far easier to do it online. But you're right. that We didn't talk a lot on that because we did move on as our, our second agenda item to away ticketing. Take it away, Nigel. All right. My first note, transparency.
1: Now, this was brought up with a club, and it was said to them that it, they, they need to be more transparent with the way the tickets are distributed. It's all right us telling the listeners here but the club should do it. And I, and I feel that actually they missed something there in in their brief that they could have been transparent. They could have released exactly how the tickets are allocated into what group gets what. Now, the problem in not doing that is that they leave themselves open to the whispers in that, are oh, this groups getting it? They don't deserve it. This group's getting more than the club are saying, so the, the, the club should actually, in my opinion, which, you know, I did say transparency. Now, a amount of tickets, you see, so you'll back me up, I'll read through. So the amount of tickets to the corporate and sponsors was kept level. It hasn't been increased.
0: Well, she said it was slightly reduced because I know, and this has been reported in the past, Bassett and Gold, as part of their sponsorship deal, were getting some away tickets and that had expired. So if anything, it's slightly reduced. Yeah. So she then said that they believe that the club, the club believe
1: that away ticking is balanced, but they do acknowledge they can't make anyone ha- or Sorry. They can't make everyone happy. Yeah. They are, They now take, and, and they admitted in the past it did go on that they never took full allocation, but now yeah. they take the full allocation given to
0: them by the club that they are visiting. So, even though they get no money from that, by the way, the money just goes. You have to buy them in tranches, and the money goes to the other club. West Ham take no profit from selling away tickets, but if they remain unsold, they take a loss. I don't know if you know that how it's worked. Yes,
1: I do. I don't know, but so they they have to pay for what they're taking, and that was one yeah. of the reasons why in the past West Ham never took the full allocation. Yeah, because exactly. you could take a lower allocation and go back for more if deemed possible. Correct, but now correct West Ham are taking one hundred percent of the tickets available. Now they one that caused a bit of concern, or not in the meeting, but in social media bubble, was the seven hundred at the start of the season, 700 away season ticket fans. So 700 people have signed up for the away season ticket scheme. And how that works is you don't pay all your money up front. You you hand over your debit card and then every away game, they send you the ticket and take the money off your debit card. But every away
0: game, cup games, the lot. So, and if you, if your credit card, or you miss it, the terms and conditions say you can be, you can lose the scheme. Yeah. And in fact, she did suggest that the amount of way season ticket reduces over the year. Um, some people die, but some people yeah, probably. Yeah, seemed to be strange because, saying that. But. Yeah, but it also is, I know this for a fact, that people who can't pay uh, obviously can also come out the scheme. If if they their card is rejected a number of times, you lose your ability to carry on. And they're not replaced
1: until the start of next season. So at the start Correct. of every season, the max is 700.
0: Correct. Right. Not not including uh, corporate, as some no. people have suggested. Yep. We asked this and we asked to confirm it. And it's in writing in the report. It's 700 away season ticket holders. All right. Now, the club are
1: monitoring who attend Or don't. And what they say there is, and this is not just away season ticket holders, the club monitor every fan that buys an away ticket and whether that tickets get used. Now, that's the difference. They're not monitoring whether the person is actually attending, which is what we'll go on to. Some people, I think, uh, are looking to do. Um, But they do know if the ticket is used or not.
0: Yeah. They've got the data. They said yes, they've, got the, they've data, got the data, but they don't do anything with it.
1: Yeah, and they think they have the fairest system. And the away season ticket is renewed though on a first come, first serve for renewal.
0: Which we did question on whether there should be a a priority system based on loyalty of how long you've got a um, a season ticket, really? Because I know that some things that some people have raised to us.
1: Yeah, it did seem strange that there's just got a blanket. Away a renewal where they get a window to renew and that's it. Where the, the people because there, there's going to be people that that year on year have just bought away season tickets year on year. It's probably like a good hardcore of fans. I, I do find it strange. They do. There is a lot of everybody can see on social media tickets being offered to, for sale. The thing that always makes me a bit weird or find strange is. One group of people will blame your ACs season ticket holders. Another group of people will blame the bond holders. Another group of people blame the point, priority point holders who are trying to increase their priority points. And the fact is, unless you know the individual selling, you don't know what their circumstance is.
0: And some of them, by the way, are scams. And funny enough, we just had something on social media brought to our attention and someone said on Twitter, look, OSB, if you're gonna tackle it, tackle this. And it was Chelsea away, right? West Ham Chelsea away. Mm. Well, number one, those tickets aren't even available yet, right? So no there's no tickets to buy. No one's got them. So whoever's selling them, it's speculative. Either they it's a complete fraud and they don't have the tickets. They could be an away season ticket holder who knows they're gonna get one. It could be a tout betting on that he can pick one up. Or it could be a bondholder. But no one knows. It is a fraud because those tickets aren't available. So it's impossible to crack down on something where a ticket hasn't been issued. And even if it is, it's actually a matter for Chelsea because it's Chelsea who issued the ticket. And it's a matter either for the police, etc. So while certain things can be policed, you can't police fraud if someone... And I've heard this quite a few times lately... People on social media selling away tickets that don't even exist on people have just been ripped off. They're fancy tickets. They don't even exist. I think there was a a group from America who came over for the Bournemouth game
1: and they got caught outside the ground. And I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that one West Ham fan kindly gave one of them the ticket, his own ticket. So because the, the bloke was standing there, he'd come all the way from America and he'd been scammed. Yeah, it goes on. Um. Uh,
0: anyway, let let me just, while you're just there, let me just tell you about the allocation as yeah, I know. So, because we did ask for the I allocation, see. and they said, well, it's already been said. Now, it had been said at the last meeting, and they confirmed those figures were correct. So on an average 3,000 allocation, this is what they previously said. There are 808 bondholders, Right. Not all of them. There's not 880 bonds. Sorry, there are 808 bonds, not bondholders. There are slightly less because some people have bought multiple bonds. So that's, I don't know, let's call it 780, whatever it is. Those 780 people have an agreement with a club which allows them priority. Apparently it's a legal agreement told to us by the club. They can buy around about 780 tickets, that means. Uh, they don't on a big game. They buy up to 300. On a lesser game, we were told they buy as least as an unpopular game, as few as 30. And it changes one by one. There has been, they admitted, the bondholders at Stephen, who was there, admitted that he said, Look, there's no, anyone caught selling a ticket who's a bondholder deserves the whole weight of the law thrown at them and the club admitted that one bondholder had been caught openly selling a ticket on social media been caught and and stopped from buying away tickets Uh, but the bondholder present there that night said he didn't believe there was any widespread abuse i know you've got a view on bondholders which come into a minute after bondholders are the away season ticket holders so 300 go on um the bondholders up to for 3,000, then another 700 go on the way season tickets. Well, that's your first third gone. That's 1,000 gone. The Premier League rules say that you've got to give a number of tickets to players, families, players, and certain staff. It's in the Premier League handbook. I'm told that number, if you combine the two together, is 90. 60 for the players and families, 30 for the staff. So 90 then go to club and you know employees including players and players families after that you've got club london now this is probably the most contentious one it it ranges i'm told for for some of the games it's it's as as few as 125 but for the bigger games, the 3,000, it's around 200, maybe even 225 is what I've been told. So it's a maximum of 225 for Club London. That's the corporate hospitality. Again, it is a ballot of all cos- corporate hospitality members that can enter. If if you're in corporate hospitality, you can enter a ballot to get an away ticket. A lot of people disagree with that, but it, it, its benefits were offered to them when they were sold their um, packages for the london stadium after that you've got um disabled now i was told in the past it's 10 percent. i'm told by the disabled rep it's not 10 percent; it's more like 50 but pretty much any it, it works that there's a number of disabled spaces at the away ground pretty much anyone who applies for it does get it is is what my understanding you you, you know but but it's a small number of disabled fans that actually go to away games 10% as we know are reserved for the away ballot. Uh, and that is for, for a 3000 game, that's 300. Um, and I know that's, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. And then that leaves the remainder for season ticket holders with priority points. Now, in a 3000 ballot, if you tot up roughly, rounding up and down what I said, around about 1,600 tickets go to all the other groups, which leaves around 1,400 tickets left for season ticket holders with the highest priority points. And roughly, of course, it changes game by game by allocation. That's how the allocation works, as I'm told by the club. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're
2: not
1: looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
2: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Um, Yeah. I I mean, the the thing that I didn't, I forgot to ask was how many games do you get 3000 for? Cause I don't think, I think, I think it's approaching only 50% of games or maybe less that you actually get 3,000 tickets for, and that normally it's less than that. It may be like 2,75, half 2, 5, thousand, two eight thousand eight hundred. But
0: So we did discuss on that, because um, the ballot came into this, and that I know a lot of people disagree with the ballot, and the, and the, and the survey said that people disagree with the ballot. Um, one of the suggestions that came out on the night was instead of offering at the moment a ballot is a 10% ballot is available for any allocations over 2000. M- maybe the ballot should for 3000 ballots the maximum should stay at 10% and one of the suggestions put forward is maybe it should reduce to 5% on anything between 2000 and 3000 mm. who came up with that one yeah I think that was me <laughs> <laughs> so if it's popular, well, i think I'm, happy. I, I, I think that's, I'm not. I'm doing Well, I think that's. I think it's slightly fairer. Look, that a lot of people want tickets. You've got to upset somebody, but but it it might be a little change. Where you're, I mean, what I hear is people with priority points that have worked hard. You know, they've they've worked hard to earn them. They just miss out by a point. Yeah. And that that's going to be hard, isn't it? When you just yeah, I mean, no that,
1: point. The, the reason we're saying that was because there are some games where you are only getting two thousand, you know, you know, basically they they haven't done ballot for Bournemouth, so there was like would they have twelve hundred for Bournemouth? Uh, yeah, it was so like there is no ten yeah. percent set aside, so that's purely priority points. So here, so it, the, the notes I've got is that the club are looking for to do a ballot where there's only two thousand or over allocation. So anything under two thousand, they're gonna
0: look at well, they don't, not adding they, a they ballot. Don't, no, they already do oh, that. Already so do anything, that. Under two, yeah, un- anything under two yeah, anything under two thousand, they do not do a ballot. So for Oxford, for Bournemouth, anything under two thousand already, there's no ballot. So then anything over two
1: thousand, you know, as I said, my idea was, well if it's only two thousand At 5% or 2.5%, 2.5 thousand, at 5%. Now, you know, obviously, that then helps those on the lower points because the the lesser the allocation, then the higher the priority points you need to get there. And I think the problem is there's a lot of people, as you can see, Everton's gone to 11 points. So if you're sitting there with 9, 10 points, you think, well, I've got a few points here, but you're just missing out and then as every game goes on the points move up one isn't it because obviously each game attracts yeah. a new point to be added um on my notes here I've put here is two points fair for a home game so what that was alluding to there was is it fair that the club give two points for a home game in the cup
0: yeah and and look this there's no hiding this they came out with this new scheme to encourage people to go to the early rounds at home for cup games. Interestingly, since they brought in this scheme, no points have been awarded for two points because we haven't either stayed in the cup and every game we've played have been away. So obviously um, Oxford away, um, Wimbledon away. What was the other one we, we won? Macclesfield. Macclesfield. That was um, Away. Oh, well, that was before it was yeah, brought was in. Fun. There was another one away. Well, who did we play before Oxford?
1: Uh, oh, yeah. That was, of course, that was away. It was on telly as well, wasn't it? Ah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to edit this bit because this is
0: embarrassing.
1: <laughs> you, you can't remember. watching it,
0: oh. Anyway, so, so at one point, the two points. So what we, one of the things that suggested from the people, and based on feedback, is that more points should be given for the people who do the hard miles. So maybe, and, and this was in the report, maybe if it's midweek, if it's over a certain miles, you know, Newcastle, etc. if it was moved at short notice for TV, then there shouldn't just be one point. Um, there should be two points maybe um for the more difficult games or the more undesirable games away games uh, that people travel to um there were other suggestions and i don't know whether the club will take them one suggestion was um on away games if you don't turn up at the games the, the club have, have got this data if you don't turn up on the game maybe you should lose your priority point so if you've bought a ticket and you don't use it Maybe you should lose your priority point. Now, that's really hard to argue against because if you are just buying them to collect priority points, it sort of defeats the object. Non-attendance, Man City game, 700 missed that game. Uh, At the recent boom of 170. Now, there will be valid reasons why you can't go. You know, your car breaks down or something comes up. But equally... um, some people just do it for the points and and I don't think you can argue if you paid your 30 quid fair enough but why should you have um, a priority point as well
1: yeah I mean that's a tough one that might not not be yeah yeah, I suppose the point I mean personally last season I had a ticket for Southampton and I was ill it was uh, not Boxing Day it was day after Boxing Day it was live on TV so it was the Boxing Day game bought the ticket but I was ill over Christmas and I just couldn't go. Um and Well,
0: she lose your point, that's well, fair yeah, enough. I
1: mean, you... if that was the case, I mean, generally what would happen is if I got on a away ticket that I'm not going to, I'd give it to my nephew to go to. Um you know, that and that's the only person I ever do that to.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, i And uh, funny enough, we did ask the question why can't there be a ticket forwarding system where people can sell back tickets? To, to away tickets to west ham and the answer came back is we're not allowed to the ticket issuing authority is the away club we have gotten we're an agent we've got no rights to resell Yeah, that's the, that's tickets. the notes i've
1: got that the club said they are the agent um, for away tickets and they are for personal use only
0: and so they can't it, it it's un, under the whatever the football act or whatever it is it's considered touting even by the club if they resell a ticket the police want to know who was allocated that ticket, and therefore, the only if a, if a club officially sells it, it's got to transfer that name against the ticket that it will then give to the way club. And it says we've got no way to do that. And and some people did talk about. Uh, in fact, the way season ticket holder talked about who who goes to England, talk about um. Whether you know some clubs have it where you have to collect the away tickets, um, or, or you have to show ID, and I think the club sort of said to them, and like, not all clubs do that, and we don't know how practical it is, we'd like rather, yeah, sort what, of find what, a common sense. To what this. they
1: said was because I've got it here is, is that they that what they have done is delayed sending the away tickets out. So oh yes he did yeah so they they don't rush the tickets out now so they wait back cuz if you're going to the game you don't need to have the ticket technically until you know the, the, the day before the game realistically and obviously They do get phone calls from people saying, where's the away tickets? And the club do monitor those phone calls to see if there is a pattern (laughs) of the same people ringing up, asking why the paper tickets ain't been sent out. So, you know, the, the club can see there's a problem, whether they're doing enough, you know, but then again, anybody, you know, we can all come up with ways that it'll work and then someone else will come up with a way that it won't work.
0: yeah true and and you know um they also said look a companion um steward goes to each away game to help supporters and when we asked because the terms and conditions you know are they checking id um they said no at the moment um so they're not doing id checks as threatened um but they do have a, a steward traveling with the away fans or someone from support services or the ticket office traveling with away fans to offer assistance. What that actually means, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, so what, what What? else was on priority points? I mean, there, there wasn't really beyond, uh, you know, the, the, the club um, valued... Away season ticket holders and people who bought up their priority points had no intention of changing anything. Um, yeah, some, and the and the the ballot could be slightly diluted for um, for allocations between two and three thousand. That's that's really what came out at that point, isn't
1: yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, the, the, as I said at the beginning, the clubs think to think the way they distribute away tickets is fair. You know, per, personally, you know, I spoke out. I don't think the corporates in a way, should get their allocation. Not a lover of the bondholders. I think I said, I'm pretty sure I did say this, that couldn't the bondholders just be allocated? Because in theory, every bondholder so could buy an away ticket. And then that yes, would really could. screw the system if that ever happened. So for me, why not allocate 100 tickets for the bondholders and make them apply in a ballot? Yeah. Well,
0: um... you know, I think I think what the club said is that the it's a legal well, requirement. Yeah. I I haven't seen that that agreement, but that's what they said. Well, you know, I'm not here to spout out what I
1: think of or of, of, of the bonds scheme. Um, you know, there were a lot of people against it, and some people and those that yeah. bought it have done very well
0: out of it. And for me... Look, don't get me wrong. If I could buy a bond, I probably well, could. Well, let's get this right. What did we did Three, grand. Three, Three grand. Three grand, we'll buy you A, a yeah.
1: £500 pound bond that was bought for £500, pound and value of it to the club is £500, pound, sell for £3,000 yeah. now.
0: And there's a massive waiting list. And there is a massive waiting list,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um, can we move on from weight yeah. ticketing beyond it's a very emotive issue, and, you know, it's about moving disappointment around? Right, so...
1: Go to Ticket Exchange and Forwarding, and we've got a question here from Colin Wilkins uh, on the Facebook group. It'd be interesting to know if they could implement a system for Ticket Trader whereby a season ticket holder and there's an adult and a child ticket to sell, the adult ticket will always be sold first. So Colin points out he's got an adult and two children, and when he sold all three together, strangely the two kids sell but the adult doesn't and so that gives him two Ooh, 50 back an and the club make a fortune so he now very rarely use tricket ticket trader
0: so so i've not found that as you know i've got two kids and one adult um and they all maybe it's their position but all three sell out and my my adult is in my two kids are together so that's more desirable and there's a scap and then uh, my adult ticket because someone else sits next to me. Yeah. Um, I find they sell out pretty much at the same time, and I've never had a problem selling on Ticket Trader. Oh, for me,
1: the club said a funny thing about Ticket Trader. When I say the club, they had a ticket in. So she said the club don't want fans to use it because they want fans she did, to she attend the game.
2: Exactly.
1: Well, so, that's true. In a way, then that makes you think, well – are they just putting ticket trader there? It is what it is. We don't care if there's problems with it. Cause actually but look, but let, we let don't want to use it, it if it was too easy, too many people would do it and they don't want that.
0: So I use ticket exchange and ticket forwarding. So ticket exchange gives you ninety percent of the fee back allocated for your category of game. So it takes your season ticket fee, not the general fee. Splits it out into categories A, B, and C, gives you a value, and if you add it all up, it comes to 90% of what you paid for your ticket. They say the other 10% goes to Ticketmaster as their admin fee. Right. So let's park that for the moment. I've used it and I usually have on my children's tickets. I always want my tickets to be used, and they always are. So if if I know someone who wants it, I use ticket forwarding. I upgrade them and use ticket forwarding. By the way, the fee for ticket forwarding is zero for me as a season ticket holder. The person buying it, it's either one fifty or £2 a ticket fee that goes to Ticketmaster, or the person receives it. Now, ticket forwarding, supposed to be friends and family, could go to anyone, right? You could set your own price if you wanted to, right? Whether that's legal or not is up to you. Uh, and the other person pays one, and they get a ticket that can, they can download, rather than giving you a season ticket out, a ticket that can download via email and print out. Ticket exchange, obviously, the club sell it at full retail price. So they give you 90% back. Ticketmaster takes the 10%, then they get to sell it. Now I've never I mean I could put that allegation to the club that they always sell the um children's ones first. Um but you remember it could go the opposite way. You could sell the adult one as a child. Um, so it could go the opposite way. You know, you give Bunny back and then sell it as a child ticket. But here's the thing I think this is not true, because I've used Ticket Trader the other way, i.e. I've bought tickets for other people. When you go into Ticket Trader, and you'll probably know this if you've used it, Nigel, No, you can pick any seat you want. So free tickets are available, you get to choose. The club doesn't choose for you. You see every seat that's listed on Ticket Exchange in the whole stadium. And you can choose which seat you want. So for that to be true of whoever, I can't remember the name of the person you said, that wouldn't be allowed. You can choose. So it's just it's just dealer's choice. In other words, they um, they get to choose where they want to sit and maybe their kids' seats are more desirable than his seat. I don't know, but that's the way it works. Like
1: David Jones got a question in this regard. He was curious as to why ticket forwarding for home tickets has been replaced by the email download. He says, Surely this enables tickets to be given or sold to anyone. So I guess what you're saying, ticket forward in our fault, you sent it to a friend and they had to be a, a, a member. And so it go yeah, on their do. membership card and then they could come to yeah. the game.
0: No, it's not it's never been like that. Right. So if if you um if you have you need to be registered as a member, but it takes you five seconds. Look, I, I had a uh well john's john's nephew came to a game and one of my kids couldn't make it and he's a youngster so literally all i did was forward it on to him but he didn't he didn't he's a west ham fan but he didn't have a um a reference number so literally i told him to go on it took him five minutes to create a reference number he gave me the reference number and i forwarded it on to him he emailed the ticket and then jumped on the train and came to the game this was all two hours before the game so I, I'm not sure it was ever. I think you've always had the ability to e- download email tickets. And, and, and to be fair, I think it's very flexible what you can do with ticket forwarding. It's the thing least people know about, but it's probably the most flexible. If you wanted to sell a ticket for whatever you wanted, you can do it with the blessing of the club. Unlike Twickets, which is illegal. Someone was talking about Twickets. Twickets is illegal because it's not endorsed by the club. Yes, Crystal Palace use it. Yes, QPR use it, but it's authorised by the club. Twickets is not authorised by West Ham or any other Premier League apart from Crystal Palace. And therefore, if you buy a ticket of Twickets, it's illegal. It doesn't matter if it's at base Valley or given away free. It's illegal under the town. Right, last one on
1: ticket forwarding and exchanging. This is Alan Knight, and it's a different thing but it is part of that. It said, currently, if you buy extra home tickets, but then you cannot go to the game, the club won't take them back. Correct. Since it's not permitted to sell them on, what are you supposed to do with them? He bought two Man United tickets for a friend, but the friend then couldn't go to the game, and the club would not take them back. Surely for a game, let's suppose they said that it could take it back and resell. Or is it because Ticketmaster has no mechanism for refunds?
0: Yeah, well part of this is Ticketmaster. In the same way, you know, you talked about Ticketmaster, the whole ticket exchange is sold by a number of people and it's what the website will do. You you can't customize it. Um I know as general Ticketmaster do not do refunds sorry the, the, the ticket office do not do not refunds um the funny thing about that is people they never have no i know that
1: not, no not, it's it's more of a principle yeah. they never have not from day one if you bought a ticket if you one day and the game weren't for a month later
0: and you couldn't go okay. in general and i think this is all ticket offices tickets are non-refundable yeah. simple as that Okay, anything else on ticket forwarding or ticket exchange? No, that is it. So next. Ticket. Go on. <laughs> Ticket touting. So what the club said, and, and particularly we were talking about away tickets and tour companies. So they said, look, we if, if people are touting on the internet or in public, we as a club have responsibilities come down on anything that is done publicly fan to fan over social media etc they say they do not sell any away tickets to any other companies or tour companies etc they do did say they do sell tickets to tour companies for home games which is the first admission for them to say that um look ticket touting has been going on as long as I know, crucifixion. Um, it's it it's there, it goes on. It's a police matter and not a club matter, certainly outside the stadium. Um, now technically fans break the law when they sell ticket from one another, but look, the club or the police are not gonna go after people moving tickets away or home between friends. And I've just said, actually, ticket forwarding actually makes it legal. Yeah. In regards to tats, there's a few different ways to beat touts.
1: One, if you're a person walking along, you don't agree with them, don't buy from them. Nobody puts a gun to your head and makes you stop and talk to them. Uh, Two, at Chelsea, the fine's now handed out. I've been approaching to ticket touts, So people caught tating. I think I've been approaching seven to 10,000 pounds. Now, apparently this has seen a massive decrease in street ticket touting. Now there is a difference now because obviously that's Chelsea sector. Arsenal sector has roughly started to do the same. A lot of ticket touts now Will get a three-year banning order as well. So if they're caught, prosecuted, found guilty, they will get a three-year banning order, the same as a footballer will get. Yeah. London I mean, Stadium is a bit the- different because of it's it's not a public highway; it's private land.
0: Mm. So, I mean, you do see the ticket touts everywhere, yeah. every game, so- and you see them at London Stadium. But to be honest, uh, tourists can buy them online from ticket exchange just before kickoff if you look before kickoff right yeah that's don't the buy them at ticket out should
1: should try and beat his advertiser
0: buy, buy them off ticket exchange because funny enough if you try and buy it three weeks before you often won't get it but i tell you what here's my challenge look as long as you don't mind singles and doubles and and then find somewhere to sit together. You can always buy singles on the day just before kickoff on Ticket Exchange. You can actually be outside the club, buy it on Ticket Exchange, download the email to your phone, and you can actually use your phone barcode to then get through the turnstile without actually printing it off. There you go. It's as easy as that. Mm. Anyway, moving on from ticket touting, ticket pricing. We did ask what the strategy would be. Um, on ticket pricing after the fiasco last time when season tickets were put up the osb weren't informed at all and we we felt we were thrown under the bus and the suggestions made at the meeting were a number it's consult with the osb beforehand if you're going to do a season ticket um, rise tell people as much as far in advance as possible you know tell them i know halfway through the season tell them at december you know tell them in january don't tell them when the season ends and the other thing that was suggested that other clubs do is offer discount so i know some premier league clubs and championship clubs offer discount if you sign up six months early to give extra cash flow to the club or multi-year. I mean, I know you do a two-year for your one, but what happens if someone in band one or band two or band three wanted to pay two, three, four years in advance? Yeah, I if mean, they got a discount, I'd, I'd make think, it worth their while. You know, I
1: did say it in there. I thought it was strange that only band five had the two-year. You know, I took, you know, I jumped in, you know, and it it meant I didn't pay the price-wise you know so the first year of the season ticket was 285 so i paid 285 two years running this season if you bought if you bought or if you renewed i think you paid 300 and a brand new walker up was 320 i think for a band 5 yeah so yeah. you know i'm hoping
0: there it'll be a two year season up. ticket again yeah yeah but ticket prices have got to go up you can't just keep them straight if you want you've you've said this yourself if you want to be go places on the pitch the money has to come from somewhere somewhere yeah you know, the reason the move to the London Stadium has not been successful is the tickets actually went down and haven't increased very fast.
1: Well, I don't no, so no, no, I, I don't I disagree with that. I think and you, it's almost there. you make me sound every, like I'm advocating ticket prices going up. But what I alluded
0: to... No, I, I'm not that, saying, but it's a, a fact of life that ticket prices have to go up yeah, at but some it point. it has to
1: be managed in a way. And the club, to be fair, before this lot turned up, I've never done it right. I remember back in the 90s, um, one year, we, we, the season ticket used to go up 10, 15 quid a year. And then you'd have three cup games as well. For a cut season, there was three cup games thrown in in the mid-90s. Then uh, one season, after we'd had two cup games, they actually wrote us a letter, said, look, we made a mistake. It should have said two cup games. So we swallowed that. The year after, they removed all cup games. But then put the price up, hundred and twenty quid as right. well. Now, as an idiot that went to the two Mickey Mouse Cup games, that the club was getting free, the price rise for that year for me was hundred and fifty quid. The club yeah. need to be careful when they do price rises. To, to manage, look, it. no
0: one likes price rises. You're right. It's but, got to be justified. But, yeah. Okay. Well, you got to know where the money yeah, goes. Yes, that's right. Anyway, we the jury's out. We we'll see what consultation. And what they do next yeah. year? Um, we talked about family area, <laughs> um, and I know you were say previously when asked, Karen Brady said the whole of the upstairs I is a family area, that, yeah. Um, and she did say that. Now they have now announced that the new family area has been designated two two one, which is right next to the Wayfans on the upper, which raised some eyebrows in in the room, um, but they said. And I think they're arguing with you, Nigel. Well, obviously, it was uh, Treve in Upper at the bowling ground above the away fans. And a lot of other clubs do it as well. Uh, and they also said that actually on the seg line, those people closest to the family would be actually guests of, of uh, the away fan um, and VIPs, usually, rather than any old Herberts. Yeah. Did you buy well, it? You know I didn't buy it.
1: <laughs> you know, because, you know, I, I actually did say, you know, to three times what you put in kids on the seg line. You know, I, I watched them over at the Palace. You know, Palace are not a firm or, or anything that would either imagine to be trouble or, or or whatever. And there was a dog's abuse going both ways across that seg line, as it does generally at every away game, every grand on the seg line. That's where people like to throw abuse at each other, try and GM up, take the mickey out of them, do whatever. I pointed out to them, because Nicola Key is new to West Ham, she knew jack shit about what went on at the bowling ground, in my opinion, that actually it was upstairs above the away fans, which is different to being level with them. So there was no... General direct abuse thrown up and down, well, not be, not not before games or
0: during games. So yeah, we could hear them. I'm not sure. Look, you know, I'm I, I, I'm going to be a bit more. I, I think that. <laughs> no, the seg line is quite big. I'm not sure you can hear swearing oh, across the sideline. Come on. Well, only when oh, they're chanting, no. and you, you can hear can. The I'm the sorry, ground. you can. It's and, not that big, and and you know. I would hope they're going to police and steward a a, a, a family area. A know, if they Look, were going to put
1: families on the seg line, I would suggest they put them behind the goal downstairs because that mob, the yeah. West Ham men behind the goal next to the seg line, they all sit down there anyway. I don't know what it is about yeah. that uh, Trevor Brook in lower there, but that. Being all right. Well,
0: <laughs> they've obviously made their decision and told possibly us they, in
1: November. Is what yeah. it is. So family seating area. Yeah. You know, and I think the club rightly should be called out on this because, you know, there was a big ooh I made when we were moving there about no family seating in the area, and the club
0: were adamant that the whole stadium was family friendly. So So what happens with people hang on, what what they didn't explain is what happens with people in that area that well, don't, said, don't yeah, have children. She said
1: they're writing to season ticket holders in that area. Yeah. I mean Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people or, or I know some people that are members and when they buy tickets, they seem to end up over there. So whether the club are currently using that for the members' tickets, so it's easy to move them out and put season ticket holders in there, I don't know. But yeah. so quite ad I can just come up with it in November makes me laugh when season ticket holders are already in their seats. Yeah.
0: yeah. So anyway, our half an hour podcast is already in oh, well, October. Was. <laughs> yeah. Um the other thing we talked along this, and it's one a little bit close to my heart, but I know other people have raised it, is age for concessionary rates. So um, the price, whether the junior should increase from 16 to 18. Um, As talking as, um, you know, a father of a 16-year-old daughter who's got a season ticket, you know, she's still at school. Most people now stay at school or go to college, etc. They don't go out to work at 16, and therefore uh, feedback people have received is, um, you know, the, the age should be increased, and, and the survey supported this, but saying that maybe a junior ticket should go up to 18 while people are in full time education um, it extends it for another two years. It helps families, it helps people. Otherwise, you might find that people disappear and say well i can't afford to pay that you know my season tickets for my two kids my, my as i say my daughter is 16 and my my son is 12 you know my season tickets went up by 50 percent for them now you've got to say there was cheap as chips to begin with 99 quid each in band three but i paid 150 quid each so i paid 50 percent more now that's going to increase even more next year as my daughter approaches a, a 17th birthday um and i know other people in that same position if we if we compare it with other premier league clubs a number of clubs and i think it spurs as well uh junior tickets go up to 18 now and not 16 and i just think maybe we should do the same where other clubs do it for 18 um why not and, and we and we shouldn't stop there we should help young adults that are still in university as well, well, you know, there should
1: be a student you know, rate before you work. Uh, un, under, I think, it's right, young adult finishes at 21, you know, yeah. at the end of the day. We, we've all got life yeah, choices so. to make, and at 21, you, you do have a life choice to make. If you're going to university, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But I do believe that the, the under 16 should be raised to under 18 um, in, in line with the way the government cheap you know, treat children. One thing I want to pick up on what I've put here is the club claim forty percent of the stadium is concession. Yeah. I know so, they do. I know
0: that's... I know there's supposed to be uh ten thousand under six or there was ten thousand junior tickets um alone. Mm. Ten thousand and obviously you got the you've got disabled and you have got under uh, over 65 now, the reason as well. i
1: say that is if 40% of the stadium is concession that does put extreme pressure on the price rises i think that is <laughs> yeah. what the club are going to be looking at and now it, <laughs> yeah, you I'm know sure that, it. and I can see the way they're thinking. It some, I must admit, I didn't pick up on it when they said it, but I wrote it down, and it, a bit of me, that's what alarms me, 40% of the stage was yeah. concessions, so therefore, the, right. this price-wise is to go on there. Moving on, Club right. Cash. Do you want yeah. to hear my notes for so, that? Yeah, go on, boring, then. and that's all I wrote.
0: So Club Cash, if you, you don't use uh, Ticket Exchange like I do, um now when i renew my season ticket i always try and use club cash well i always do so for my kids i use my club cash you can use it online but some people forget to do this or they renew before they've sold more on now club cash is supposed to be used to renew your season ticket buy merchandise from the shop and or buy other tickets online Apart from renewing your season ticket, it's bloody hard to spend it any other way. It, it's almost impossible to spend it online on merchandise. Um, and I know this from a, a very good a fellow season ticket holder that ended up losing about 60 quid at the end of last season because they'd already renewed early because uh, they wanted to move their seat. And they just couldn't find a way to spend the club cash online, and they couldn't, uh, and they just didn't want to ring the club, and they ran out of time, and they lost the money. Now I wonder how many times story st- number of people contacted me to say, "Club Cash, it's awful that it just runs out at the end of the season, end of May, you lose it." And the, and the feedback we gave the club was, it should roll over for another season. You know, mm. in a previous meeting they said to us we don't earn any money the, the amount of money that does gets lost by supports is so small it's 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 not worth us grabbing it so so my challenge to them on the night was if it's so small and it doesn't make any difference from a commercial point of view then why not roll it over for another season and let people have the time to use it they've earned it they can use it you might find it boring, but it's hard to disagree with that, isn't it? If it costs them nothing to
1: yeah, do, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't use club cash because I don't, I don't think that the the, the club behave quite right in,
0: in the way you can use. You'd it. rather leave your season ticket, empty yeah, I though. do, yeah. Anyway, getting on to the final item, yes. Um, and there was only eight because number item number nine was meeting closed. Uh And and you know what, this this podcast is going uh, on as long as the meeting. Um, The season ticket waiting list, and we saved 20 minutes at the end of this, and it was presented by the head of marketing. Yeah. Head of marketing. What have I got to say
1: on this? Well, I think what we wanted to say was, what has marketing got to do with the season ticket waiting list? And why isn't the ticket office running the season ticket waiting list? And why did the head of marketing have all the answers with the questions in regard to the waiting list.
0: But to be fair to Dan, who who presented to us, he did accept that the list was four years old and he did accept, although he can give us a number of how many people were left on it, they did accept that they'd done a lot to remove people. They'd contacted people over the last six months, removing people who no longer wanted a season ticket list And they presented to us a number of um, proposals. Um, And the biggest proposal was to switch by a season to season product. In other words, the season ticket waiting list starts each year from scratch. And people are allowed to opt in on it. So if you've paid your £10, this is the way I understood it. Tell me if I'm wrong. If you've paid your £10, you can opt in. To move over to next year's list, however, if you don't reply, you automatically opt out and it's assumed you don't want a season ticket anymore. Is that the way you understood it
1: well th- that that is sort of the way that he, he put it about that they were going to look at possibly doing it on a season to season and with the opt in um you know i don't think my you know, idea of why don't you just bloody scrap it, give everyone their tenner back and have a general sale, uh, went down
0: well with
1: him, <laughs> to be fair. but,
0: but No, <laughs> Toby, it really did. But uh, equally, you know, for what? Look, whether the 55,000, then 50,000, then 48,000, then we went down to 34,000, was a marketing number or not, is relevant. At the end of the day, they sold They've always sold every available season ticket, right? So there is enough demand. You never thought they would sell 60,000, right? Or 54,000. No. Every time they've sold the season tickets when asked, the number, what the real number is, is irrelevant. In fact, I argued the opposite way. I said making it too large actually puts people off because they can't. You can't manage their expectation of where they are on the list. No, and
1: that's why they should scrap I... it and go to a general sale. But I think what comes out of that is the fact that the marketing people are doing it. It is a marketing tool and a marketing gimmick, and it should be seen. It's only a tenner. Yeah, but it should be seen as that. There is no need for it.
0: If, if, if it's a tenner, it's hardly. I mean, remember, at the end of the day, the, all the money goes to the club plays for players wages etc right if if it's a way to generate revenue of getting people excited by spaying a ten you know what generates
1: extra revenue didn't you sacking the whole marketing department oh that's because as i've always said the best way to market a football team is to buy decent players the club admitted (laughs) and did i not bring this up in the meeting the club admitted that more people are now attending yeah, but ignore the lies about the attendance. There are now more people attending home games than ever before. And we're not talking yeah, official yeah, figures; yeah. we're talking the real figures. More people, yeah. Yeah. and it was pointed out to him is that could be something to do with the fact that the club's playing better now than they ever have at the stadium. So, therefore, yeah. if you've got better players and we're playing better, more people will come. You don't need a marketing department to market it. You just need decent players and. You know, the old, if you build it, they will come adage. You build a team, Ooh. they will come. Not the stadium. If you build a the team, yeah. they will come. And I think I'm bailed out with that. Okay. So, any
0: other questions we right. haven't covered? So, so we, we've, we've, we we've, we've done the agenda.
1: So, basically, Meg sure. uh, Merrion what was the club's rational over giving priority points for away games to append, to people who attend home games? I think we covered that, was it not?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, without a doubt, giving two points to home cup games is, is a way to sell more tickets, without a doubt. Let's, let's, let's not dress it up any other way. They didn't say that, but of course, it's... it's yeah, basically, it's, they want not yeah, right. So, Dodsey
1: got, comes with two things here. He said, could the away ticket be put on the season ticket, the home season ticket, which would make it harder to swap, and the season
0: ticket then becomes a proof of identity no No. and the reason quite simply is it has to be compatible with each away ground so that's why when you get an away ticket as you know it comes from you know if it's a chelsea one or a brighton one or a villa one it comes from the club it's a paper ticket produced by a club with a a barcode etc each each people have different systems so no it couldn't be put on the season ticket because that would mean that all premier clubs needed to have the same system in the future, and I don't know if you remember this, she said, we do hope in the future for all Premier League Cubs to put away tickets on smartphones. Do you remember yes. her saying that? So I don't know how far in the future that is. But when um, you do but, that, but you, can, the
1: you can forward that bar because that will be done by a barcode on the phone uh, and that will just be forwarded on. So yeah i'm sure I'm i mean sure. yeah next, what next you question. said was right there you know uh, that this is like systems that i install what you got to remember as well is that the 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 visiting club or, or the, the the home team club would need your dick details to input that into their system which would have to be done yeah. manually because that's how you program these systems So, there is no way that that anyone will ever come up with, you put your waste game on your season ticket. He then asked me if I think anything will change. (laughs)
0: That's a good
1: question. Um, Now, do I think anything will change? No, I don't think anything to change. I think you have to engage with the club and you have to use these meetings uh, and you have to walk into there and be feel entitled to speak your mind freely, which which I did. And the club, you do it in a respectful way and the club do listen. Um, I think if you
0: look at... You don't think there'll be any no, concessions put, oh, actually, from some of the ideas?
1: Line. There may be a couple of things. You know, she did seem quite enamoured when I turned around and said, why
0: don't you scale the ballot? Um she, she did like, like that, idea. that idea. Um but do you know why did she like that idea? Go on. Spill the beans. I don't why know why did she idea. like that She said because when she first proposed remember this is although the ballot has been blamed on yes <laughs> but, actually, she 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 sad, out. Yeah. actually um Nicola bought this she used it at That's um dinner. villa and she came up um with the idea at a sad meeting rather than someone else coming up with it and when she first proposed it her proposal was that it should only be used for ticket allocations of three thousand yes so actually and it ended up being for ticket allocations two thousand so the idea to to grade it as you suggested sort of falls back in her first thinking and that's why um she liked your the idea.
1: one thing that priority points holders that complain about the ballot need to remember is that if you miss out, you can apply for the ballot. Now, one thing I do remember, which I did think was wrong, and it came back to the transparency thing, was they, they said about a number of, of fans that applied for a ballot for a certain game. Oh, but we don't want that known. And, you know, I'm not going to reveal it. I'll stick to it. But I did point out that if you use... And, and she Simon she said it was commercially Transparency. And I did say that. You've used the word transparency. Why ain't you being transparent? If you've got nothing to hide, it's such a silly thing to hide how many people have applied for the ballot.
0: But the club won't reveal So what... what, what? Well, what we can say is there's a lot of demands. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the ballot was on, on, over 10
1: times on, oversubscribed.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So y- you've sort of given not the game for away. for Aston away Villa, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't for the Aston, for Aston Villa Miller. game
0: people. Uh, which,
1: yeah, it was, which I got was lucky, not oversubscribed yeah. because everybody that applied got no. one. Um, yeah. Lastly, not, well, not most, everybody, but most, yes, mostly, mostly. Yeah. mostly. So that's not, yeah, I shouldn't say that actually. So lastly is Tim Sharman, who did ask a ticket. Let me ask it because he has asked a question and said, I did ask it. Uh, let me just find it. Bear with me, people. Super Tin Sharman. He's Luke's dad, by the way, people, if you don't know who Tim Sharman is. <laughs> He's, he's a very good friend of a friend. Uh, Tim Sharman, he says, uh, ticket meeting, there was no mention of revoking tickets from Club London. Was this discussed?
0: Oh, it's a well, really good I, question.
1: let him finish. Was this discussed or crushed by Brady?
0: Well, Brady wasn't there from beginning yeah. with. Um, it was discussed, and I think we discussed it earlier, and we, we said, is it fair that... Um, club london corporate people and sponsors get any um allocation and whether that incre- uh, allocation has been increasing so they denied the it had been increasing and we covered that earlier saying actually in her view it reduced right that the, the sponsor's contract with Bassett and gold had reduced and therefore it's slightly reduced um but the answer seemed to be i mean th- there wasn't a lot of is it's difficult to keep everybody happy and that and maybe I'm putting words in their own mouth that corporate people someone said this in the room corporate people bring in a lot of money for the club right so you might not like to hear this but you know there's Nigel Payne is 189 pounds and then there's one of the corporate people bringing in Ten grand, let's say a season, because some of them do. Um, they want to be treated a little bit special, and therefore, you know, that hasn't got massive priority. But around about, well, it's not even ten percent, is it? It's it's like seven percent of the tickets go to them. I'm not saying it's right because I'm not in the corporate brigade, um, but I can sort of understand. Sometimes the customers who pay the most, there has to be inducements um to encourage them to buy those expensive corporate packages. Nat- not nat- condoning disagreed that, with that point. Of, view. of course you of course you did. And but but, but that's why it's there. Is are the club going to get rid of it? Absolutely not. You haven't got any chance. You know, you, you could campaign all you want. What you can campaign is that it doesn't get any bigger than it currently does and say there should not be a growth. And should that, that area, be scalable as, as regards allocation? And this is – Well, it is scalable. It is scalable. So just to say that part is scalable um, because the numbers I was given before is it scales from 125 to 225 depending on allocation. And in in some games like AFC Wimbledon, there was no corporate, I was told. Uh, things like Oxford, there was no corporate. So when there's a very, very small allocation, you yeah, know I'm not that, sure that's true, you know. Well, I'm just saying what I'm I'm told. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just telling you that um even and, and even staff were denied for AFC Wimbledon, even staff were denied tickets for AFC Wimbledon that that wanted them. Beyond the officials that had to be there, of course. Mm. All right. Anyway, any more questions? Uh, No,
1: that's it for, uh, apart from uh, someone, Ali Ross
0: says, uh, Pie, 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 pie. Well, do you know what? This podcast is as long as the other podcasts, uh, nearly one minute, uh, one hour, 20 minutes. Um, All I'm going to say, look, if you're listening to this and you're one of the people that have either disagree with me, because I know people either from WESA, or from Hammers United or away season tickets might be listening to this and they, they haven't usually listened to our podcast. Um, don't believe everything you read on social media. Um, I have I, I will talk to anyone either on the phone on email message fine. There's some people will never believe whatever we've said tonight. They will believe they think there's a conspiracy theory. You know, they're like flat Earth people who, who you could take them up in a rocket ship, fly around the world, and say, "Look, there's the globe," and they go, "Nah, nah, sorry, I don't believe you. It's a flat Earth." Yeah, I, 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 I can't be any more. We can't be any more. Well, we could probably the club could be more transparent, but whether you little, you can believe me or not believe me, um, we've shared. What happened at that uh, meeting, whether you believe us or not, is is a matter for you. We might not agree on everything, but at the end of the day, the reason the away season tickets is such an emotive subject is there is not enough tickets to go round.
1: Yeah. I mean, my last, you know, my little ending monologue will be that in a way the SAB gets its stick for a reason. In the, what's gone in in the past, and and there is a certain section. I was one of them. I will never think that what the club does um, with the SAB is quite right. The way they the club have made a rod for its own back in the way they they run the SAB, it's not necessarily the people's fault on the SAB. It's it's the club's fault, and the, and that mistrust you can see is evident there. And it don't matter what people say. Um, I was upset. You know, people that I thought knew me, um, sort of lumped me in with you lot. <sighs> um, which, which <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, which obviously know. you know comes with the territory, sometimes of being your friend. But I thought they'd trust me more than they did. perhaps I feel they did, despite their protestations.
0: And just, just to you know, just to clear something up, that I personally invited Nigel. No. All people who applied for the OSB were given a chance to apply, to go on this. There was no favoritism. I didn't just pick Nigel and hand pick five people. A number of people were given the chance, and some have publicized that and said, yeah, they were invited, but they decided not to. I think Dan Coker was one of the ones who, who said yeah. he was invited, but he couldn't make it, so he had something on. So, you know, look, I can't, it's hard to, to argue with conspiracy theorists is 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 it perfect no but you look at any club in the premier league and they will want to do a certain amount of things their way and 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 consultation you've got to try and make the best consultation you can some clubs will and west ham included will do what they want to do but you know what it doesn't matter if you're FSF or SFA affiliated, whether you're independent or whatever, at the end of the day, the club will make a decision that's best for the club. Yeah, I mean,
1: to, to use that, to pick that up, what I would say is it would have been better if I weren't there. It would have been better if Whistle or Amers United were there. But for whatever reason, in my opinion, they've made a decision to not engage with the club the club don't have to sit down with them the club have set up a fans forum and they are invited to take a seat now the club yeah. is not going to talk they know and this is the thing it's the club's rules it's they own the club they dictate thing you can write as many letters to the Premier League and, and to the FA you like and to the Football Supporters Federation the club are not going to change if you want to sit and talk with them you've got to do it by their rules I don't like it but that's the fact of life that's why I walked in now the fact is that Wissa and Amers United they want to know what's gone on they can criticise me, you, whoever all they like what I find funny is they criticise the people that have gone out to the fans where all the others have kept quiet, kept their head down. Don't get no stick, do they? And yeah. and yeah. Amazon United and WISA, if you want to know what's going on, if you wanted to be able to give your point of view, you have to sign up and join. That is it. You can send as many emails to Jake Eath as you like. That's all you're going to get. You're going to get that standard crap email back saying, well, we think this and we think that. If you want to talk to the people directly, and that's what it why I was always on the SAB because it afforded me the access to Brady, to tell her what I thought of her. It afforded me the access to Gold, to tell him what I thought of him. That's what you've got to do. and And the quicker that they actually see that, and realise, I think the better fan representation at West Ham will be. Because it shouldn't be left to the likes of me to walk into a meeting. Because I walked in thinking it would be in good faith. And, you know, the, the, I, I was thought I was going to write an article on West Ham till I die explaining it. And I ain't, because too many people just, just give me so much stick. I thought, well, why the fuck should I bother? And you know that. I told you. I was like, mate. Never yeah, see yeah. me again. I will never, ever put myself up again.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I've got one last yeah, thing to on. say. It's not a ticketing podcast. <laughs> it's a football podcast. And with that.
1: Well, I hope you've enjoyed um, it, are, people. I hope you stuck with it. And we've, we've, we haven't bored you to
0: sleep. We are all West Ham at we the are end of the all day. You know, whether, whether you support one independent group or another, or, a member of the OSB or you don't give a shit about anyone we're all West Ham and we're all here to support our club and move it forward so I've been Sean Nigel has been Nigel and it's good night more more than just a podcast
1: more more than just a podcast